0: Yep. Hey, football fans, it's Angela and Suzanne, and we are back with our podcast for upcoming week eight games. So today is October the 18th, and we're going to recap last week's games and go through some other um, some other of our podcast segments. And we're going to start with last week's games, week seven. It was a great weekend of football, by the way. It, there, there were some really every, very good games. Every week has been like that. Yes,
1: very good games. Very I think there's good games. been a lot of great games
0: every week. Yes. Um, so You want to start so, with the um, Alabama-Arkansas game. Yeah,
1: Alabama beat Arkansas 24-21. to And that game, I just remember because there were so many games on at the same time, and Georgia played at the same time Alabama-Arkansas, so it was sort of flipping around, like, during commercials and um, and just checking scores. But it was like at one time Alabama was way up.
0: And Arkansas so I was like, oh, back.
1: I said, oh, Alabama's got this taken care of. And then all of a sudden you're in the fourth quarter, and it's like, wow, you know, it was so close, and it came down to the wire. So, yeah.
0: Strug- for- Struggle win for Alabama.
1: Yes. I don't know what happened late in that game, but – and it and, was maybe, and maybe maybe they played a lot of their backups. I have no idea. I don't know what that was about, but you would think they wouldn't let it get that close. Um, but anyway, so, no, that was a good game. I think um, one of the best games of the day was the Washington-Oregon game. Oh, that was a great game. And that... Lived up to the hype. It went back and forth, back and forth. And I'll just say ahead of time that I think both Washington and Oregon have excellent teams like both teams just looked really good
0: like very good I think um so a pause right there Suzanne because these are both Pac-12 teams (laughs) I know so in the past you know like you said but
1: they're playing you know you know why in the past Pac-12 teams have been known for just wanting to score a lot of points, but they don't play any defense. These two teams play defense. Mm-hmm. They they're really do. Teams. They're complete. They're not just about scoring. Now, there were points scored in this game, but they they had defensive stops and they, they stress defense, you know. So I, I really do think you've got to have defense, you know. I'm not saying you have to have the best one, but you've got to have defense. You can't.
0: Just let the other team score at will. Um, and both these teams do. They did. A, it was down to the wire. Washington beat Oregon 36 to 33. I mean, in the last few minutes. Yes.
1: They missed a, a. And Oregon had a chance to tie it up to go to overtime. And they missed a field goal at the very end. And all I'm going to say is I love Dan Lanning. And he's the coach I, for Oregon. He is Oregon's coach. He used to coach at Georgia. And, um, He's defensive-minded, so that's probably he went in there. He was the defensive there. coordinator, correct? He, yes, he was the defensive coordinator, very good defensive coordinator. And um, he has built, like Oregon has a good defense. Um, and he had stated he was always going to be aggressive in that game, and at the end of the half, um, they had time for one last play. They were down, like, I want to say on the – four-yard line, you know, they only had four yards before they had to score a touchdown, but only time for one play, and he didn't kick a field goal.
0: He went for it and He missed. went
1: for it to get a touchdown, and they didn't get it, so he got no points. And, I mean, the difference in the game was three points, you know. And I know you can't go back, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, you can't do that. You know, But that and at the very end of the game, Oregon was winning – and they were stopped on fourth down at midfield, like at the fifty-yard line. And they went for it again instead of punting and putting like Washington, you know. And they gave them excellent field position at the fifty-yard line because they didn't make it. And then Washington only had to go fifty yards to score the winning touchdown. So right. those just you know. But again, if he'd made them, he'd look like a genius, right? right. So. Um, but anyway, I, hats off to both those
0: teams. They're very good teams. And I'll be honest, I didn't think Washington was really that good. I thought they were going to be. It, a lot of times, they'll these, these teams will be allegedly great, like USC, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I really think Washington's the real deal. Oh, definitely. I, I was just very impressed with both teams. Their quarterback's name is Michael Penix, and he's a top Heisman candidate right now. Of course, there's a lot of football left to be played, but um, he really did a, I thought he did a great job, But it was a yes, fun game to watch. That was. And who would have thought we would have been so excited about a Pac-12 game? <laughs> that and it was good. It was really entertaining. <laughs> know, the and Pac-12 very good. is great this year.
1: They're doing a good job. And then um, Tennessee beat Texas A&M, and it was a defensive battle. Yes. This is, you know, again.
0: They things, played at things, Tennessee.
1: They played at Tennessee. Um, Texas A&M had, their, um, had Max Johnson in there. That is Mark Rick. who was the quarterback at Georgia. It's and his, a coach. It's his nephew, Max Johnson, that is the quarterback at Texas A&M. Oh, neat. That's his nephew. Um, but he's the second-string quarterback. You know, Texas A&M's quarterback was hurt and didn't play in that game. It was the second-string quarterback that played. Um, but anyway, it um, Tennessee won twenty to thirteen. That, that
0: was a good game, and it was a defensive. I thought Tennessee's battle. defense looked great. I thought their special teams looked great. Um, yes, yeah, they're they're a
1: totally different team this year. They're about running the ball and playing defense, and that has not been Tennessee's identity in the last few years, but. That's what they're about yeah.
0: this year. And Joe Milton can man, he can throw some balls. And I know some Tennessee fans are disappointed that he's not as accurate as they would like him to be. Um, and I get it. We had we had that same issue with Clemson. Um, but I really think Tennessee looks pretty good. Honestly, um, I think they. I know they. I know their fans would like for him to be better, but they still. I still think Tennessee looks like a, a good team. Yes, they are. Um, And the next one was a great game. Notre Dame beat USC. USC was ranked 10 last week. Notre Dame was ranked 21, and they beat them 48 to 20.
1: 48 to 20. So
0: USC exposed.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. That Notre Dame defense had Caleb Williams, who's the quarterback for USC,
0: they, won the Heisman last year.
1: He won the Heisman trophy. He's Mr. Mm-hmm. All-World Football. You know, that's we hear about him all the time in yes, the sports world. Do. But Notre Dame just shut him down. They sacked him several times, pressured him several times, and he threw three interceptions in one game. And that's very that that never happens with him. So Hats off to Notre Dame defense. They they
0: had him scrambling the whole game, and
1: they yes, they did a good job. And that
0: just shows a lot of times. I don't think USC has played anybody up till now, so or you know, when you get a good defense in there, it makes a difference. Makes a difference. Another great game, which I know Suzanne wasn't loving, but Florida beat South Carolina, and the reason I say that is Florida and Georgia are rivals. Well, yes. And yes. South Carolina and Clemson are rivals. So um Ann Phillips girlfriend, Katie, is a gator. She went to Florida. So and I just think it's fun to see teams that used to be really good be good again, like Tennessee, like Florida. I just think, you know, it'd be fun if South Carolina, South Carolina was looking good again. And I think they're hopefully on their way back. But anyway, that was a good game. It came down to the wire, and Florida beat South Carolina forty one to thirty-nine. Yep. Um, so yeah. any, uh, and then,
1: uh, North Carolina beat Miami 41 to 31. So that was a good game too.
0: Yes. UNC
1: beat, uh, Miami 41 31. That yeah. was a nighttime game. And, um, and North Carolina looked good.
0: Yes. They North Carolina has dra- another quarterback that's getting a lot of buzz is Drake May. Yes. He's North Carolina's quarterback. He, he and He's did on a, the Heisman list too. A lot of Heisman lists. He did um, a very good job. So, um, Georgia, so, the Georgia Vanderbilt game. Uh,
1: it just was not. It was you know they won the game. I'm I'm glad that is so good <laughs> you sound that like they me won last the game. <laughs> but it won, was but... just one of those uninspiring. I don't even know how to. I just feel like you know it was a week where you have those weeks where you feel like your team's sort of sleepwalking through things and. Um, it was one of those weeks, and and then we had, you know, the best player on our team got hurt. Brock Bowers. Brock
0: Bowers, so sad. So he was out, you know. Brock Bowers is a tight end for Georgia. Uh, and and he, he's a really an amazing player. He is. He can kind of play everything, it seems he, like.
1: He does such a great job, but he's going to be out for probably a month or so. So he'll come back toward the end of the season, hopefully hopefully if everything you know goes well and he rehabs you know everything heals up well but he had to have a surgery on his ankle but um, anyway it, it just they won they got out of nashville that's all i can say about that and just sad that brock bowers got hurt yeah that's that's because just he big was also thing. on
0: heisman lists. i know
1: and he and he's just from what you can see a great kid his character He's he's just very humble, very, you know, doesn't talk a lot, doesn't
0: <laughs> just puts his head down and gets he the job done. He just guy. does, yes, yes. So,
1: well, we're just I helping. hate that. I, do I know. Hate that. It's... Praying for
0: a complete recovery. I hate it when really good players get hurt. I because mean,
1: I hate it too. And I was just telling Angela that in the Tennessee game, one of the Texas A&M's defensive linemen, um, got hurt. Yes, a good one. um, Walter Nolan, and they had to bring, you know, when they bring the cart out on the field, you know it's bad. Like when two people, like when someone can't get off the field on their own, you know, and they had to bring out the cart for him. And you can even visibly see, and he's a big old tough guy, but he had tears coming down his face, so you know how much pain he was in. And it just, I cannot stand that. I cannot stand to see. And I know it's part of the game. I guess that's sort of an oxymoron because football's a rough game it's a and game. people are going to get hurt. But I just personally hate to see young people get badly injured like that. I can't, I just, it, yeah, it really makes me sad. He was laying down on the cart
0: and he tried to sit up and he made himself sit up. It was really I bad. I hate it that. It looks like he was really, I felt in a terrible so way. badly for him. <sighs> okay so, so um, we're not going to do our picks yet right so we're going to talk about right uh, what happened we want to do that segment next sure we have a funny what happened this week okay <laughs> <laughs> uh you know there's pro- every week there's probably so many instances
1: of things you could do um we we i guess this in a way is sort of funny um <clears throat> but as angela mentioned uh south carolina and florida had a very competitive game back and forth back and forth one team's in the lead the next, I mean it was back and forth and at the end of the day Florida won they beat South Carolina at South Carolina and it was exciting it was a touchdown
0: at just the last it was at the the very very end. end so
1: anyway their coach South Carolina's coach Shane Beamer
0: Beamer ball baby he, That's what they always say about Shane
1: Beamer. Yes, he is, he's all about special teams. He is the special teams, supposed to be like the little special teams expert there. Anyway, Shane Beamer was so like emotional. Um, and had the adrenaline pumping after that game. It was so <laughs> emotional that apparently he came off the field and kicked a Gatorade cooler. <laughs> I'm sure it was still filled with ice and stuff, so it was pretty hard, and kicked a Gatorade cooler and broke his foot. Like, he is wearing a cast oh on his foot. Oh, my gosh. He's wearing either a boot or a cast or something, but he actually broke his foot because out of frustration, he kicked a Gatorade cooler. And he he's outlined all of this. Like has <laughs> been open conference. about it. He's, he's owned been, it. He has owned it and been very open about it. So...
0: Anyway, that was. So Coach Beamer, for those of you who aren't familiar with him, he's a young, real dynamic, energetic coach for South Carolina.
1: He's the one, when you see him interviewed after a game, like when they, if he's on the winning side, because they usually interview the winning coach, um, he'll have it like his kids all around him. Like he's got a kid in yeah, his and hand. he's got young he's kids. Got, and he's, they're all around him. Like you can just see his kids all around him.
0: Yeah, so he's he's been really popular personally. I don't know how South Carolinian fans feel about him as a coach, but he is very personable. Yes, um, yes. So another thing we wanted to do was pick. You want to do players of the week?
1: Yes. Yeah, we'll do players
0: of the I'll week. I'll do. I'll go ahead and do mine. Okay. I, I'm picking Michael Penix, who's the quarterback for um, Washington. Washington. That's a good pick. And a lot of. Uh, I'm not going to go into the funny things that are happening about his um, his name. <laughs> There's been a lot of interesting comments. We're, we're trying to keep this. We'll keep it clean. PG. Uh, um, that's right. But anyway, he was he did a great job, I think, against Oregon because um, Oregon's a good team, and that was a slobberknocker then out down to the wire. Yes. So yeah. anyway, that's my pick.
1: Well, I'd say that's a lot of people's picks, and he is also probably one of the favorites to win the Heisman Trophy at this point. Now, things can change next week. You know, they update it every week. But so far, up to this point, he is a Heisman Trophy candidate too. Um, Let's see. I picked the Notre Dame defense. (laughs) And the reason is is because there were so – it was a collective effort. Um, I even went in and looked at some of their stats on defense, and there were, like, several – a lot of their players had more than one tackle like they were all in there on it and so it was it looked like it was just a collective effort everybody doing their job and working together to stop that usc offense and caleb williams and they did it they've been watching some film they have been and they i'm just telling you they um so
0: watching film and football which you know back in the day i probably didn't know realize this but To figure out what the other team does, the football teams watch film of the other team and how what they do and what they tend to, what plays they tend to run. And um, so, when you hear commentators or whatever say they watching, they're watching film or they've watched film, it's studying how they're what they're doing. They do
1: their homework to get ready for a team. They really do. Right. And, And we've said on this show many on this podcast many times that. You Know maybe a lot of people think it's just a bunch of people that line up and just clobber into each yeah, other and whatever, what, you know. and there's no preparation. Let's just go out there and play <laughs> some football. That's what I thought and it looks years sometimes ago. maybe to the, just your casual observer that, uh, like you know, people are just running everywhere and <laughs> and whatever, yeah. but there it's actually, and and the more that you learn about it and you see it's very very complicated like it really it's very is very complicated like learning playbooks on both offense and defense and even on the defense it's not just oh let's go tackle the guy with the ball That's right. I mean it's <laughs> like everybody has a job to do and it's based on what the other team is doing and it's right it's very complicated it's very
0: complex I, I think when I was younger I did think they just went out there and you know like hey we're just gonna all scatter around and see who can open for the football. Yeah,
1: we'll just pick some athletic people. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Who who could run fast? (laughs) I I didn't realize they were even, you know, running your routes and your plays. Like they, you know, that that's all orchestrated. It's not an accident. So like we said before, this is, this is for people who are learning about football. Yep. So don't be embarrassed. I I mean, I'm not embarrassed because I mean, I I didn't know any better. You know, I didn't even know there were, you run your routes. Like the You know, when they'll exactly you have a job to do. So Well, and and the
1: only and two, I'll just we don't need to I know keep talking about this, but when you talked about running routes, a lot of times the quarterback and a lot of times it gets blamed on the quarterback. Like if a receiver doesn't a quarterback is gonna throw it to a spot. Where they're supposed to be. Where that receiver, when they called the play in the huddle, and then they go to run it, that receiver's supposed to be over there. And a lot of times, they're running and they time it. I yes, I, I do. don't see how they do it, but they time it, and that ball is released to the spot of where that receiver's supposed to be. So sometimes it's not the quarterback Right. when it looks like it's a totally like, where in the world is he throwing (laughs) that? It's the receiver ran the wrong
0: route. Right. The route is part of the play. Yes. So they have certain plays they run and they call those plays. So let's say the receiver was supposed to go left and they went right instead. Right. The quarterback is going to go to where they're supposed to be. Right. Allegedly. I guess the quarterback can screw up too, but- Anyway, that I didn't when I was younger. Like I said, I just thought everybody was out there, you know, trying to catch the ball. So it's it's a lot more complicated, (laughs) a lot more complex. It really is. Um, It really is. You know, you'll see the quarterbacks have the playbooks on their hands, on their arms sometimes, and they'll be looking at the plays on their arm. They are. Um, So another thing we wanted to talk about, which I'm going to call football chatter, is just things that are funny around the football world. Kind of like the not funny, always funny, but just interesting things that you've been hearing about on the news. Kind of like the Coach Beamer thing. But this week, Clemson's been getting a lot of chatter because our coach, Dabo Sweeney, who I love, basically has, I think, is letting the chatter get to him, which he has never done before, I don't think. Um, He said, we're at a point in time, and I hate that, where people, if you don't go undefeated, people say you're losers, that you're terrible, and that's a terrible mindset. And honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon get get a little too full, <laughs> so you can imagine that that created a little bit of stir among mm-hmm. some Clemson people. Yes, um, and yes. Because, and I, I get, I see both sides of it, and I get what he's saying. He's done a fabulous job at Clemson, and we've won two national championships. And he's a great person. I love the way I love his Christian values. I love the way he he trains the boy the boys to be men, good men, not just you know. He really he wants them to be them. good
1: husbands and dads and he, yes, and people, whatever
0: people and just loves them and I get all that but we we're on our third year of not having a great team and so the other side of it that I see Suzanne is he's being paid almost twelve million dollars a year right so these coaches are paid millions of dollars and that kind of goes into the equation well and it's you're getting paid
1: that. And to win. I, to win. Yes. And I know that's very blunt and very,
0: but that is what you're getting paid for. And I get and I no, I'm not saying that we want him fired or anything no, like no. that. No, But I think um, I think what some Clemson fans would like to hear is, you know what? We're not doing that great, but we're going to make it better. We're working on We're this is going to turn around um, that's kind of what I would like to hear. Yes. I guess.
1: You always want to hear.
0: We're every day trying to get better, to improve. And to he probably does mistakes. say that too. This just came out as a, you know.
1: Yes. Well, not only that, okay. I was thinking when you talk about fans and you know, every school has them, when your school does well, you all of a sudden like see more people wearing that school's you know and they are shirts ban- yep. and bandwagon and fans is they've what got the stickers on their cars and they've got you know whatever because that school's fun to watch now because they're winning um and and it happens everywhere but what we have to remember too again because college football and you know it's it's a money-making sport is really if those fans are paying to go to games, mm-hmm. if those fans are paying to buy the paraphernalia and to do, and it, and, and, and the university benefits Tremendously. More, from more fans, whether they've been there for 20 years or they've hopped on the last <laughs> three right. years, the more fans and whatever is the more support. So you sort of have to look at it that way too. Right. Um, it's not fun to have negative fans. Fans. It's not fun to have fans that only like you when you're winning, but it's sort of what comes with it. It 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 just does, and it's it again. That's at every school too. There is not a school out there that's immune of having
0: negative fans and negative. Well, even the great Nick Saban. You know, Alabama loses a game, and you'll see fans start talking about firing him, and you're like, really? I know. I mean, it's just it is ridiculous, but but I think it, it. I think it's the way he said it, maybe, that kind of upset some Clemson fans. Like, you know, maybe we need to lose some games to lose some to lose some fans. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. Really, I kind of think um, we probably don't need to lose games if at all possible at this point. We've lost enough. Yeah. No. You. And I (laughs) I don't know. know. Yeah. And I don't think he meant
1: losing on purpose. I think he's. I think he's like we need to tamper expectations right you know maybe he's trying to say that but again too I don't know that it's wrong to have high expectations well he's the one who created
0: best is the standard and it's posted everywhere okay so that's the standard right so that doesn't mean we have to win a championship every year I get that well and you're not going to so it just means I'd like to be at least relevant in the ACC yeah (laughs) that's just all I'm saying um, but it, that's all I'm going to say about that. But you know, I love him. I think he's great, and I think he's just frustrated because a lot of people are on his back constantly about going into the transfer portal, and he's just dug, digging his heels in about that. Gotcha. And, you know, he's been paid a lot of money. He knows more than I do. So there we go. Um, another funny thing that happened this week wasn't funny really, but Colorado played Stanford, and at halftime, Colorado was winning 29 to nothing. So they went into the locker room <clears throat> and so deon sanders is the coach of colorado and it, they've been getting a ton of hype and his son shadur sanders is the quarterback and he has a huge nil deal i think he's the biggest highest paid nil person nil's name image like and he loves his watches and he loves his cars so He loves things. <laughs> he loves his things. So he's, I mean, what 18-year-old or 20-year-old kid wouldn't love all that? Uh-huh. But, so anyway, apparently he posted a link to buy some of his merchandise half during halftime. Now, whether that was him or whether that was somebody else that posted on his social media for him, what happened was after halftime, they went out and lost to Stanford 46 to 43. And so that just wasn't a good look. Like you're in the locker room yet yucking it up here by my merchandise, and then you don't. We're not
1: exactly focused on the game. Exactly,
0: and um, so and to have a team score forty six <laughs> points in <laughs> one
1: half—that's not. And I mean, that's enough that's over a... the course of the game, but in one half. That's crazy. That is crazy. Stanford must have just been running up and down the field <laughs> Where was the entire deep, time. The defense
0: must have stayed in the locker room. I, I don't know. I don't know what I've happened I haven't even there. tried to just comprehend that. Well, so in a podcast earlier before this game, somebody brought this up with relation, in relation to this. Deion Sanders asked Tom Brady if he thought a college kid needed a Phantom Rolls Royce, and I think he was talking about his son, Shadour, who has a Phantom Rolls Royce, I believe. And Tom Brady said, I think he needs to get his blank being behind in the film room and spend as much time in there as possible. Less time in the car, more time in the film room. So that was a funny- I love that. I loved that too. So I, apparently Tom Brady was right on the money about that because you gotta keep focused. You have to, you have to. I mean, these are kids, I get that. And
1: I don't care. If you are playing, you know, we we have said this, and I know that we give teams like uh, Stanford or some of the lower, what we consider the lower tier teams a hard time, but all those teams have good players. All those teams, if you let your guard down, yep. they're going to come charging. They absolutely that. are. You have to focus and be on your game.
0: Yeah, like so, you said, how do you score over 40 points in one 46
1: half? points! They had zero at halftime. <laughs>
0: And so the final score was 46 to 40. Oh, my word. I know. It's nuts. Okay, so next, next we're going to do our football 101. Okay, football 101. Part of our podcast is to teach people who want to learn more about football, some of the basics of football, because like we just were talking about, it's extremely complicated, way more complicated than I ever had a clue when I was growing up. So what we're, we want to talk about this week, and I believe we've mentioned this before and maybe talked about it before, but I don't remember when, is the scout team. So the scout team, Suzanne, would you like to tell us about the scout teams?
1: Okay. What, what I know about the scout team and I hear the coaches say about the scout team and they, they talk about how valuable that it is in preparing for opponents. So the scout team is going to be some of your own players that maybe aren't necessarily on the first or second team. Um, It could be some walk-ons, it can be younger players, but you use those players, but they are going to do their research on the opposing team, and they are going to pretend they are those players. So you're going to have a person that's going to act like the opposing team's quarterback and do the things that opposing, like if it's a running quarterback, a scrambling quarterback, a quarterback that throws it a long way, whatever. So so the scout team Is just really valuable in getting ready um, for the opponent. I think
0: it would be a good thing for you to tell them, like what you were telling me about when your scout team, when you all were playing um, Tennessee and.
1: Yeah, well, I was using this. When Georgia, a couple years ago, played Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl, Um, Stetson Bennett, Jake Fromm was our quarterback that year. Okay. Right. He was the starting quarterback. Stetson Bennett was buried down on the depth chart. Okay. But he was on the team. And so Stetson Bennett at Georgia first sort of started appearing and getting some recognition because of his job that he did on the scout team, because he played, his job was to play Baker Mayfield like be him on the scout team so the Georgia defense could practice of what was coming up with Baker Mayfield.
0: Baker Mayfield was the quarterback for Oklahoma.
1: Yes, Baker Mayfield was the – and so Stetson Bennett was, you know, pretending to be him. He studied his mannerisms, how he moved around, different things. And the defense just talked about how hard that was, that Stetson Bennett was like – we could never catch him. They said he was so quick and just juked him. And so they couldn't ever catch him. And so they said it was such great practice for them to get ready for
0: for that game. And tell them about when you were playing Tennessee last year. Um didn't you say that, that didn't you say that the that the, they were exhausted from playing the scout team was oh, playing so yes, fast Oh yes
1: yes because Tennessee has that they last year with Hendon Hooker and those great receivers Tennessee just played one play right after the other, very, very fast. And so they interviewed some of the players after practice when they were getting ready for the Tennessee game, and they said, we are so worn out. They've got us running those. (laughs) (laughs) They've got us up there just running plays. Even the scout team was exhausted, and then the defense was exhausted (laughs) because they didn't ever sub because Tennessee doesn't give you time to sub players. So they were just continually just running (laughs) one play after the other, just one second right after the other, yeah, and so – but see, they have to they have to practice
0: that because if you got in right. the game and you did that for the first time, it would be not good. You know something else, Suzanne, that just made me think about that 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 I didn't realize this many years ago. But they also practice the noise in the stadiums. They oh, they'll play loud noise and try to imitate the crowd noise. Absolutely. So it's interesting that they Georgia. I I
1: remember when they were getting ready for Auburn this year. The play, the players said that they had the the speakers turned up so loud that they busted the like that they, they just burst the speakers oh my <laughs> like gosh. because they had it so loud. Wow! So you're right. They pipe in all that noise. It, hey, if it's gonna be a rain, like they know they look at the weather forecast. If it's gonna be a rainy. Like, they know the weather is going to be bad. They dunk the balls in wet. They they take a hose on the field and make the, the field wet that. so that they can practice in the wet and the rain and pretend that, like, it's a wet, soggy ball and all of that. So, yeah, they, they try to prepare for everything. For all circumstances. Yeah,
0: because it's different playing in the rain well, than it is. A funny Clemson scout team. Story was we. I don't think anybody ever verified this, but apparently Brent Venables is now the coach for Oklahoma. He was our defensive coordinator for many years, and allegedly he was the quarterback on our scout team. Allegedly, that's what everybody said, and he would call himself Jimmy Greenbeans. So I read something this week that Jimmy Greenbeans is showing up on the scout team out in Oklahoma now. <laughs>
1: That's funny. That is funny. I, think, is I funny. think Brent
0: Venables is playing the quarterback on the scout team, and they would ask the Clemson players if he was good, and he, they were like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> so, but the Jimmy that's Green probably, Beans.
1: I, I, and I don't think I've
0: heard of coaches playing that quarterback.
1: I don't think I've ever heard of that, so that's pretty cool. Well,
0: somebody had posted on – Clemson had picked up the story, somebody from one of the Clemson sites, and put the Jimmy Green Beans legend lives on. So – Apparently, Coach Venables is out there still doing that. I love so, it. I love him. But anyway, so um, Suzanne, anything else before we make our picks for next week? Is there I any cannot other th- chatter? Um, I just can't. I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, then our next segment, we're going to make our picks.